And we're back, and you are listening to Villain Cast, BJJ Antiheroes, with myself, Chris the Villain Pains, and Naki El Jefe Arshed. And welcome to another episode of Reap the Week. Firstly, a thank you to our sponsors, the lovely patrons on Patreon. Thank you for believing in this work, and if you'd like to learn more about supporting this channel along with receiving exclusive content, such as the new episodes of How to Defend Everything 3.0, along with personal coaching, you can find out more via chrispainsbjj.com. And a quick plug before I forget, um, we are now releasing, going to be releasing new episodes onto the YouTube channel, um, so... Uh, if you're already listening to this on YouTube, uh, expect other videos to be cropping up very soon. Uh, I think we'll be making some stuff this week. But good evening, Nack. How's good it Good evening. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Body feels good. Back feels good. After, nice. After the camp, where it all went to shit. It feels good right now. Good, good. Good to hear. Yeah, it's... Uh, I'm glad. I, I was worried when I came back how long it would take me to uh, to get back on the mats, and and I was so excited to train, and then this just really knocked me back. It was a bit of shit. Um, happens. Happens. So I made a big mistake, knack. In what I did was I opened it up not just to just to the Discord channel, and thank you to everyone on there who who puts your ideas through. They they're quite long form. <laughs> it's so much fun reading them. Um, <laughs> But it's actually no. I'm not saying that in a sarcastic way. I actually genuinely enjoy like where people's brains are going on those. So thank you to everyone who's on the Discord um, and sending those ideas in, writing us uh, long questions. Um, but then I also put a Instagram post up, and people were sending in short <laughs> questions, which again was just man, it, it got flooded today. And it normally it's you know we're, we're kind of like two or three questions. It kind of works for a podcast. Um, yeah, man. Like, I hope, I hope you ain't got plans to sleep because <laughs> uh, we're gonna be here all night. Um, so it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll jump pretty much straight in. I did uh, make sure I took notes so no one was left out. Um, so, first question. Actually, this kind of goes well. In that, so we've been doing this now for, I think, coming up to about thirty episodes, which is fantastic fantastic that we've been consistent enough and happy enough and enjoying this enough <laughs> to make it 30 episodes i can't wait to our 100th episode which yeah. is probably gonna be like two years um, hopefully <laughs> so some people may be joining us now on this podcast who don't know what we do and also so like the the ideas that we have where did we come from to get here in, in how we talk about jiu-jitsu. So some of the people who have been here for a while, they know what we're about. But I think it'd be quite a good, like, you know, especially because the first question is, what would we do with a class full of just beginners? <laughs> so I, I like that question. And I think it's a good way of also saying, like, where we are and why we're here. And why we do what we do, and the the, the terminology that we've we've kind of developed. Um, but start with them. Just go on, hear your thoughts. A class full of beginners. Mm. Ten people on the mats. Say you say okay. Imagine you've just um, you've put a uh, an advert out. Like we're doing a beginner course, and you have ten people rock up, never done any combat sports. Not even like not just jujitsu or grappling or judo or whatever or wrestling, 
never done combat sports. What do you do? And fighting has to be the first thing, anything you have to mention. It's got to be the first thing, in my opinion, because that's the first kind of way you can make a connection with with someone. Um, it depends, man, because you've got to look at the body types as well. If you can, if if you can't make them, if you play a little bit, going forty, fifty percent, you can't do some things. So I, I reckon, but for hand fighting, that's it doesn't matter what body type or age group they are. That's the first for me, um, and then. Rule number one: Stand up if you get taken to the floor. Just stand up. Well, that's the thing. So this is like again, you kind of got to got to dial it all back now. So you've got ten people who've just rocked up. They don't even yeah. know what jujitsu is. Yeah. And yeah, like what? Where would you start with it? As in, so you know, we have we've walked in. It's me and you, or maybe just even you. Like you say, you're a lone coach, a lone wolf out there <laughs> trying to spread the good word of jujitsu. Um. So what is this? Is that your question? Like, what are we coming here to learn? Yeah, as in, where would you even start with like, so you have a room full of just, what the hell? I saw an advert. It was free. Yeah. Uh, I heard you could get fit doing this. I heard Tom Hardy, the actor, enjoys it. Uh, yeah, show me what this um, this blowjob job is. Uh, <laughs> if that's what BJJ stands for. <laughs> so, it's simple as saying we got to, you gotta, you're gonna learn how to take someone down. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna repeat John Danner here, aren't I? <laughs> Get past their legs, control them in some way, and then submit. And if you get taken yeah, down, you gotta you have to no play context top. for that. That's the thing, that's in like, then I think it's really. They gotta get physical. <laughs> it's a really, I like, it's a curious idea because obviously we've kind of done it. And it's something I would do again. And oh, the thing is, I think it's because I regularly have people who have zero it's just i do a lot of privates with just me and someone else who's mm. never done jiu-jitsu before i have a lot of like people who who maybe don't have confidence so i have to kind of explain to them right it's just me and you um how are we gonna start this and so the first thing that i kind of do is um yeah exactly so i explain essentially the philosophy of jiu-jitsu is first thing i want to do is i want to take the idea of jiu-jitsu is to take someone to the ground the reason we take them to the ground is because while someone is on their feet and they have a connection to the planet, they can generate power. Once they're off their feet or on their back, they are a lot of their power is negated compared to when they're upright. So I need to find a way of taking someone down. Second thing I need to worry about then is getting past their feet because even though they're on their back, their legs are still the most powerful part of their body. They could kick me. They could they could cause some serious damage with up kicks. Um, so I want to try and get past their legs. I then want to pin them to the ground. I don't want them to get back up again. Um, I want to. I want to isolate their torso to the ground and um, position myself that they can't hit me still and do anything to me. Um, and then, hopefully, in the future—not now, way into the future—we want to look at a submission. A submission is how do I um, incapacitate this person by either um affecting the the circulation of blood to their brain which is going to knock them unconscious and it should take about less than 10 seconds for that to be accomplished or i am going to ruin the ligaments in one of their joints and that's going to cause immense pain to them in training we don't go all the way with that but we go pretty close but looking at it from that perspective then is 
first thing we want to do is we want to learn to take someone to the ground and not be taken down ourselves because if yeah. this is the best self-defense class is a running track <laughs> if i can run the fuck away i'll run the fuck away um so if i can't run away though i need to know how to grapple so i need to be either a get back to my feet or put someone else on their ass let's look at that and so in a class full of beginners then i would essentially say teach them how to do a clinch over unders and say right without um and this is i think it needs to be said as well without trying to like actively really badly hurt each other just try and take each other to the ground and then yeah. i'd probably explain the idea that right there's the the bad points that or the control points of a body are behind the head under the armpits and behind the knees those are the the points in wrestling that you do be try and grab someone if you don't want to be grabbed and uh have your ability to stand upright affected don't let anyone touch those places as you can see with this over under grip the side that they you have the under grip is where you're powerful the side where they have it is them uh, they are powerful so you need to try and stop that you need to try and make sure you have all the power and they have none so try and work for their armpits i think that's just a, a good start because yeah. that then no. gives a, a good idea on defense because then you, you're playing a game automatically of right i need to stop them having full control i don't want them in, like, even to have one armpit i want to have two of theirs and i'm gonna try and tussle them to the ground and i think that'd be a good place to start beginners um and then as soon as i hit the floor like right okay well you need to get back to your feet again don't lose your balance and as like we said before as as dumb as it sounds you don't want jiu-jitsu to work don't fall over <laughs> simple as that <laughs> um so yeah balance balance and keeping the your armpits in the back of your head and your back of your knees safe i think you could take 10 beginners explain that to them and um let them play that philosoph- philosophical game of jiu-jitsu of if you grapple someone to the ground by using the over under grip like it also say well if they ask well how do you take someone to the ground well if you can get from that grip to their legs and hold their legs together people fall over they can't walk um so find your way there but if you don't want to have your legs exposed that under that that arm defending your front leg will help, will uh, save you um and then once you get to the ground don't go down that philosophical route don't allow them past your legs don't kick them but try and get up um don't let them past your knees don't let them to your body get up as fast as you can um and if you're on top get past their legs hold them down uh, i think it's also really important to say that um i think it's as well something we've kind of been dancing around a little bit is when you're training this way with people and there's a lot of slams involved and takedowns etc etc and people potentially getting hurt is that we're not in competition with each other yeah we're, we're all on a journey together and it's only through us growing as a team that we're going to improve um and this is a, a big thing about trust this game is about trust i'm putting your my safety in your hands potentially my life in your hands if there's a choke involved i need to know that you're going to look after me um and so just starting that culture off from day one of like people don't like other people who um abuse that trust who you know they're out for themselves they just want to improve themselves fuck everyone else fuck everyone in the gym it's like well if, if no one likes you in the gym you've got no one to train with so yeah. be nice go to a level that allows the other person to play care for them 
they, they, they're here too. And if you break them, you've got no one to play with. And I think we know that as well. Like, if you, you know, you, you roll with someone, if they roll like a prick and they don't care for you, I mean, I'm like, people can hurt you in jiu-jitsu. Like, that's yeah. funny. Um, but when people out like try and injure you or like cause you pain outside of jiu-jitsu, like, you know, drive their knuckles through your eyes or try and grind your teeth and shit like that, it's like, that's not you caring for me. Did you have to do that? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I think it was, you could pretty much start, I think, 10 beginners off with that. And yeah, I agree. I agree. Did it actually get somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> and just let them play with that. Like, they, don't they'd understand it. They'd understand it. We were talking about, me and John yesterday, we were talking about uh, how the retention rates were so high at the moment. Um, and I said, people understand that they understand the route that they need to take, whereas it's not a puzzle for people anymore. You know, uh, people would have to come all the time to work out why they're learning something and then, and then when it comes to sparring, they have no idea what's going on. Whereas now, from day one, beginners kind of know our place, like what the game kind of is and how they're going to get there. And they understand that now it's a matter of time and just keep working at it. Uh, and I think that's why our retention rate is pretty high at the moment in the last few months. Absolutely. I think, especially because it's a game and people want to, you know, play the game, enjoy the game, win the game if there's an opportunity. And when you start bringing in submissions in, especially when it's like, the, you know, you haven't got a room full of beginners, you've got a room full of other levels as well. You can easily beat someone with magic. Like, just grab a submission, like, and then they go, well, how am I supposed to win against that? I don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if I say to you, right, just get the fuck up and stay the fuck on top. Don't give a shit how you do it. And leave it kind of open-ended like that. They have a chance to win. Yeah. Um, instead of thinking, oh, I need to know a guard. I need to know this. Yeah. Like, they don't. And they fight tooth and nail for some of their positions as well. It's like, oh, yes. Yeah. It's a battle now. Yeah, it makes it interesting for them uh, and keep it keeps it fun, keeps it something that they can engage in. Like the idea that, um, so I do not like teaching beginner submissions. I don't like, I've said it for years. This isn't a new idea. I remember saying it probably even when you joined fucking eight years ago was if someone new is in the room, you do not submit them. You do not do a submission to yeah. them. They don't know what's going to happen. It's unsafe. Um don't beat them with magic. And everyone who's ever walked in a certain, they've gone, well, what do you want me to do? Stay on top. Be on top. That's all I want you to do. Don't be on your back. Get up if you fall on your back and just get on top. And all everyone's going to hopefully play with, with you is that. And that gives you a chance that you could win in this. It's not a... Um, mystical art anymore. It's simple. Um, and it makes it that they can engage into the game. And that idea of balance being upright being on top serves you for the rest of your career in jiu-jitsu there's nothing wrong with that like it's not like you do you know mm-hmm. like you learn close guard on, on month one and then you don't use it by year one like <laughs> um this is the bread and butter fundamentals exactly um and so yeah i i feel comfortable and confident that we could actually even take a room for the beginners well maybe we should find an a spare hour in our busy schedule yeah and put yeah, on a beginner. beginner course, yeah, and then just record it. So, right, yeah. this is a uh, almost like a little documentary we're doing on bringing people into jujitsu. Good idea, that is. Um, if anyone's listening, hopefully, it's listening. They are listening to this. I'm so happy. Um, <laughs> if you listen to this and you think that would be something you'd be interested in, um, drop us a message, drop us uh, a comment somewhere that we may find it. 
Um, and, and don't write it on a piece of paper and just yeah. hope for the best, like it's Mary Poppins. Like just send us send us it in the uh, usual channels, and yeah, maybe we'll make a, a documentary when we can get a spare hour. I agree. I'm game for I'm that. I'm curious. I'm actually quite excited yeah, about that idea. I'm, I'm Thank game for you. that. Um, I think that kind of explains our attitude as well. Then, so uh, uh, you know, kind of bringing people up to date with the terminology is that simplicity and fundamentals, not just jujitsu fundamentals, as in oh, close guard, oh, rear naked choke, oh, armbar. Like, no, dial it back even further. Why are we here? What's the philosophical reason of this game, and how can we make it fun, engaging, and safe for people? Um, in a team sport make it a team on the mats uh, that's what we do and playing games that will allow people to self-teach from those parameters um, so defense stopping people uh, knowing about those spaces knowing that they need to be controlled and denied um, being upright and being balanced as dumb as it sounds it stops jujitsu. Um ask Damian Meyer about that with Tyrone Woodley like <laughs> This man's not falling over. I have no plan now. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so next question, because we're going to be here all night. Um, what are we currently developing? What are we interested in right now? What's our kind of, hmm, curiosity? <laughs> what you, what, what's the thing that's really like getting you like, oh, yeah, about jujitsu right now? I was really and, excited. Balance and posture. We literally just mentioned it. <laughs> As funny as it sounds, in all the years after getting my black belt, that's what we're talking about right now: balance and posture. <laughs> yeah, Mad. I can, dude. Um, oh, you, I'm 14 years into this sucker. Um, I know. I always say to you, I feel sorry for you more than I do for myself because you're you're way so much into it. Like, <laughs> you think I'd already been on the mats six years before you even grace them with your presence yeah almost as long as you've been training i had been training before you arrived (laughs) and so the pain man the pain to think i've wasted so many years um not complete waste but you know we got there in the end that could be way better than i am (laughs) it's, it's come full circle to me being um well, if you just stay upright, Chris, and just, you know, keep a good... I mean, I've been lifting for years. I know about posture. Mm. I used to have to do manual handling courses at work about, you know, how to safely lift with your back. Um, you know, it's like... <laughs> you, know, you know, I'll be at work, like, lift, lifting, like, a, you know, some, some cutting equipment off a fire engine. And it's like, okay, yeah, I need to make sure my back's in the right posture and, um, you know, engage my knees, engage my knees. And then I get to jujitsu, it's like, violently lift with your back, Chris. Jerk, <laughs> jerk. Right, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck man, you're handling. This is how you do it. Um, like someone's got the back of your head and you're just violently, like, flicking your head up. Yeah. Just to fuck, fuck your spine up. Final fractures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, that makes no sense um well like just you know good good joint alignment and yeah that stuff is is fascinating me right now and it's the thing that you know if i just have to focus on balance i'm i can get better every single day yeah you know it's incremental absolutely um but i am improved i feel better than i've ever felt rolling um yeah that that and it's 
as much as people kind of i'm not again berating any question thank you so much for engaging um but people want to get better and you can see it's so easy to get stuck in the game of jujitsu and think but i need more techniques i need more escapes and i like the idea of the bonsai tree of you you're fucking around the periphery you're fucking around with the leaves and there's an infinite number of leaves on this bonsai tree and you're just there snipping away leaves and just curating around all these different things and it feels massive when you're just in the leaves snipping away at, at learning different things and escaping things instead of right if i want to if i want to kill this fucking tree cut it down at the fucking base <laughs> it's it feels like okay well you're not you're not really looking into all the individual leaves don't care want the tree down <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah but you're not spending the time to learn the escapes from all the different submissions and, and scenarios don't give a fuck like i want to get better i want this tree gone yeah. um give me my big fucking saw and i'll start cutting <laughs> and it's i feel that's where we're at now it's like everything we're kind of hitting we're like right how can my posture and balance fix this oh it's fixed it that's fantastic um i, I applying the, the the previous um ideas i like how we've kind of also completely abandoned defensive postures now oh no <laughs> all that time <laughs> i think running man is and turtle are the only ones that we really use oh yeah yeah completely um but like <laughs> oh no i like that we kind of evolved it as in we understood that yes no i'm not saying it do, they don't work yeah Fucking they, do work. they did work for yeah. the longest time um but i think the thing about it is that so anyone who hasn't again anyone new listening to this hello thank you for tuning in um with you with your your whatever your device you're listening to us on and chewed up headphones thank you for spending the time listening to villain cast um <laughs> uh yes um i can't remember where i was going i was so happy defensive postures they did work yes so we have these defensive postures running man and turtle and it's about keeping your elbows glued to your legs um like don't let anyone in your armpits you know don't let uh anyone literally in that space from north of your your thighs so even if you're in bottom side control or anything like that like grab your groin essentially tie your elbows to your your legs and your hips and don't let anyone touch you in the torso area and that kind of worked it works really well but i feel that the going back a step further and understanding why it worked was that we didn't want people to control us in a 3d space i think charles said it really well I can allow someone in that space as long as it doesn't create a control that they've broken through their front line and circle around the back. Yeah. Whatever angle that is. And I don't want to... I mean, again, Greg Sodas are our most listened to podcast. That thing's doing crazy numbers. Um, Yeah. One thing he said uh, online, not in the podcast, so maybe I have to get him back on again, is... Jiu-jitsu is about attacking the periphery, about, you know, and it's similar to what you kind of used about hand fighting at the beginning. Attacking the limbs and the periphery to gain access to the torso. You control the torso to then isolate the periphery to submit someone. That's everything you've ever done in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Um, I like how we, we denied control to the torso 
denied access to someone getting that 3D control through our torso by using our arms to block it. But we've kind of gone one step further now with the whole balance and posture thing. It's like, yes, I understand that you need to control that to affect my balance and posture. If my balance and posture can overcome what the fuck you're trying, I can kind of let you there. Yeah. But if I if I feel that it's too powerful, I block it again. So it brought it back just another step for us so we can make that choice of does it make do we need to or you know can we just deny it through just yeah. good posture and balance because that's why they're doing it essentially is to fuck with those things um if someone can't get that we can't fuck with our balance and posture anyway but even if they're in if we have good balance and posture it negates whatever plans they had anyway No, I agree, I agree. It's been a good uh, experiment recently, hasn't it? It's been very positive. I think that's one thing, and so it goes into the next question about tripods. And it also goes into another question about thoughts on foot sweeps. Oh. So they're kind of the same thing. And uh, it was, so I need to make a shout out to a friend of mine. His name's Gareth McNamara from Ireland. He's a fantastic judo black belt. He's also a jiu-jitsu black belt. And he did one of my favorite ever classes, ever, uh, and at the, at the Globetrotters Winter Camp back in January. And it's, I had to, I saw him in Germany just now. So I had to walk up to him and say, "Gareth, like, dude, bravo, you, you genius. I, I applaud you, sir. That was a fantastic class." Um, and it was about um, attacking someone perpendicular to where their feet are at either at the side or straight on like drawing a line between their heels um looking at that line and then attacking it perpendicular to send them front or back and that's how your throws would work once you start messing with their balance at the same time um and that's just the amount of foot sweeps i've got in the gym now just sending people to the fucking ground oh my god i love it um (laughs) And that goes into, again, something that Ryan Hall said about uh, tripods, which also, weirdly, is something we've said for years about the table leg when it comes to sweeps. Yep. So, bringing it back, if someone is on all fours, think of them as a table. If you remove one of the legs of the table, probably an arm, the table has now got three legs, a.k.a. a tripod, and will fall over, over the missing a missing leg as in if you draw a line between the three points of that tripod the two knees the foot and the hand or whatever it doesn't fall over the corner it falls over the line between them in a perpendicular way exactly the same as foot sweeping someone just without the third leg depending how endowed they are um (laughs) (laughs) uh, and that's how you, you send a perpendicular over that line and that's I, I love that idea. Um, and so when it comes to tripod passing, I'm like, if you can adjust yourself over that tripod, so you've freed up a limb to be able to attack. I can pass with you know, one hand and two legs or whatever, or head or two legs. I can then use my hands freely to do that free hand or free hands to do a job. Um, as long as I know that they have to attack me at a perpendicular angle to send me over a, the missing line, the line between the, uh, the, the the two corners, I'm like, right, well, I can adjust my balance over that and maybe hide the line or hide the fact that it's perpendicular to them. Um, and that's how I look at tripod passing because then I can just stay balanced and stay postured. 
uh, be aware of my neck, be aware of my balance, be aware of my back, be aware of my joint alignment. Um, and that's all I'm ever doing with tripod passing and it yeah. goes into foot sweeps. It makes so much sense. Um, cause all Ryan Hall said was like, right. If someone's a tripod, you push them over the edge, not a corner. I'm like, that's kind of what we were saying. Just one step in advance, like ahead. <laughs> like, and it's the same with foot sweeps. Um, yeah. and then like Ryan said, that's essentially how Marcelo did all his floor judo and sent people flying. And so it's been really interesting recently trying to like find those perpendicular angles and like sense of someone flying over the, the line between the two corners. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm burying people now. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on tripoding and no, foot sweeps? I've been, and- I've been using tripods for a long time, um, but I've recently just been working on this balance and posture stuff like you've been observing. And uh, for me, it feels like it's a, it was a missing piece to the puzzle that I was always tinkering with me. Um, so hopefully I can display that soon. Um, but yeah, that line thing you did, genius, because I've shown it to one or two people and they understood it straight away and we sparred a little bit. They they were trying to make sense of it and you could see them looking at the feet trying to work the angles and then they would do the same thing when I was trying to pass on them. I'd be like, look, you need to observe where I'm putting my third leg, my tripod, whether it's my head or my hand. You know, That's what you need to be hitting and aiming for. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm loving the, that line thing. And then some of the lads on the open mat, I wasn't even there, and they were playing with it because they understood the idea. And again, it's it's not hard to understand because then again, you're free. You're 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 making them angles. You know where your goal is, where you need to get to the route, uh, and you just need to get there. And with again, everybody's fighting tooth and nail for it. So it's very good at the moment. Very very interesting. And that was quite fun as well is that, you know, the, one of the classes we've done recently is uh, getting people to play that game of, I don't want you to just be highly defensive, bunker down and just not fucking move. I want you to get upright. I want you to engage. I want you to play. I want you to dance. I want you to find those angles on each other and find that perpendicular line. And the amount of people now that I've even seen in sparring on the last class, you know, we haven't done much of this. And it's, you know, it's a very new idea that we've been bringing in when it comes to balance. The amount of people burying each other with foot sweeps or like just slick like very smooth effortless double legs yeah the wrestling's gone so much better valley drops or you know i've not really given the technique i said right just find an angle and find a way of sending their ass over it and oh my god like (laughs) what a fantastic and we're gonna have to do a a video on that i think yeah on thursday night when you're free we'll we'll I don't think we're going to leave the gym till midnight by the time we've made so many videos. <laughs> I'll, I'll get I'll get my kit charging now. Um, yeah. Dude, I've loved that. It's been, and yeah, it's all, all married in together in this understanding of the angle thing. I think we need to definitely make a video on that. I'll, uh, so anyone, uh, again, for the Patreon, uh, what day is it today? It's Tuesday we record this. So Wednesday, I'll be doing something about the angle, um, about a few other things we've talked about on here and then I'm sure Naki and I are making some bigger videos uh, after that uh, for everyone else Indeed. on the YouTube channel. Um, oh, okay, actually, interesting then. So next question. What mm. are our thoughts on picking people up? What do you mean, As picking in, people up? Slamming? Or? Ele- elevating them off the ground. Uh, oh, I saw this on Discord. It was something to do with if you get like a leg and you lift him, lift him up in the air. Um 
I don't think it's a bad idea if you can pull it off, but I think you you leave yourself open to a lot of uh, counters because as much as you're lifting them, like they are opening up, you're stretching them out, so they can't really use the postures. Um, but I think you're turning into a scramble that you don't need to. Uh, um, I, I like the... I, I, um, so Aaron Milam, who's one of... I think he's got his black belt from Henzo or Danaher or something like that. He's, mm. he's been uh, in the game for a long time. He broke Preet's turtle at uh, Iceland camp a few years ago. Yeah. Is that someone was doing the Preet turtle and all they do is like grab him by the hips and just pull him into the air really quickly. Mm. And like when they freak out and like their arms and legs come shooting out, then he jumps in and like squirrels onto your back. And yeah, essentially it broke Preet's system instantly. I remember to use it in the gym a little bit with yourself and other people. Like I'd grab you by the gi and just like whip you in the yeah. air a little bit. Um, and it's because, again, going back to Ryan Hall, if you fuck with someone's balance, they, the fight goes into, like, becomes secondary to fixing the balance. Like, it's, it's just human nature. Like, as much as you think, right, if I glue my, my elbows to my legs, I am safe. And then you go, whack, and just whip them into the air. They're, like, thinking, ah, fuck. Like, try not to land on face. And they're not thinking about hiding their hips anymore. It's the exact same with everything else. Like if you, I mean, I'm, I think you got me on Monday. Like at one point, you took my, you got me in like a elevator. You put my your hips on my your your feet on my hips and like lifted me into the air. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. Brief moment, I shit my pants <laughs> and like all all kind of like, oh, I need to have good posture. I need to have good balance. I was like, don't die. And so <laughs> in that moment, like yeah, it worked. And you could have done whatever the fuck you wanted in that time. And. I said that's the only real, like, that's why I see picking people up either on the ground, uh, either from a, like a wrestling perspective or from a jiu-jitsu perspective on, on the ground or whatever. Yeah. Is I just want to fuck with your balance. Yeah, yeah. And taking you off the ground, whilst your balance is horrendously fucked with, I can do with you what I want. Like, um... A short window, a but ex- you're open. Oh, uh, yeah. Prime examples, the Mighty Mouse fight. With the the yeah the reboot the armbar yeah 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 when he when he went for the suplex and armbarred him yeah. like midway like that's the guy was like, I'm talking about for a split second literally just did that like whoop armbar done dude exactly prime example was uh, was that fight was yeah when Mighty Mouse uh, whipped him in the air and armbarred him before he hit the floor like perfect that's why yeah. that's exactly why I'd lift people into the air yeah <laughs> to, to make them temporarily shit themselves there's the other cool um, arm bar isn't there as well from side control where you have like two hooks uh, on the arm and you pull it out and you fall into the arm bars they spin underneath it's got a yeah. name for it so again it's because of the elevation that they just everything opens up and you get like like a helicopter arm bar from like yeah. open guard yeah when they spin in the air and they go like, what the hell's happening yeah um yeah exactly why you lift people is momentary pants shittingness um <laughs> Uh, next question Alex thank you for sending it in um, how do you get better if you are without any higher belts doesn't matter mate I've gone past that philosophy because I will train with anyone even beginners sometimes I get uh, like on open maths nobody will turn up but a beginner who hasn't trained I will have a half decent session with them just how you've explained everything I will ex- do that with them fundamentals you can you can't go wrong like you could the more you do them the better you get so i i don't believe in that philosophy that yes there is that whole iron makes sh- sh- sharper iron blah 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 but i don't think you can say that 
you can't train with anybody who isn't uh, upper belt and not get better. Like, I don't think, I think we passed that, especially with the new teaching methods and methodologies and how we do things nowadays. I, I think, and I think um, Gordon Ryan didn't, didn't uh, I think he said something like when they moved to uh, their new base that they didn't have any other, many upper belts to train with. They had to bring new people in. Um, and I've heard a quote somewhere saying, you don't need world-class athletes to train to get become a world-class athlete or something along them lines anyway. No, well, I never had anyone better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're the prime example of this. You didn't have a coach. Yeah. No, I didn't have, you know, after, the, after 10 months had passed, I had no one in the gym better than me. I was, you know, you know, I was kind of shite. Um, I didn't have anyone better than me. And so it was a case of bringing everyone else up. Yeah. And giving those people time. And, and again, re, I think it's, re, you know, knowing this now 14 years in is reframing what being good is in jujitsu. Like you don't need, if you're like blue belt, even a high white belt and you know, some basic sweeps and shit off YouTube and some basic submissions, you're good. You don't need anything else. You then just need good quality fundamental training of, you know, that's the thing. Like we've got white belts now who genuinely test us. Like if I walk into a gym and it's just brand new people all over the mats, uh, you know, first years, I'm looking at them thinking, I'm going to have some good training. Like this isn't yeah. bad. Like I'm not looking at these people thinking, oh, it's a waste of my day. I'm just going to go wreck them. Like they're all fighting to stay upright. They're fighting to get to their feet. They're fighting to keep their armpits closed. Um, you know, if they get on top, they don't let me up. They're trying always, you know, fuck with me trying to get up. And I, I'm allowed myself to maybe go, you know, start from on my ass and I try and get up. And they're just bombarding me with staying the fuck down. Um, yeah, it's reframing that you didn't need all those new techniques. You don't need new techniques. If you if you create that team approach of a rising tide and you allow everyone to look at each other and go, right, my progress is tied to you. Um, I need to make you better. Be the best person I can for you. It's going to make me better. Um, and just sticking to those fundamental ideas. Um, maybe that's another video we need to do. Maybe you don't need to do technique videos anymore. Maybe you need to do like videos of like how would we technically answer all these questions. You just become and philosophers. A... <laughs> yeah, that's essentially this. This is like the us setting up what we're going to do cast. Um, yeah, I think we can make that video on Thursday. I think that'd be an interesting one because that kind of goes into what we do do all the beginners, the beginner documentary that we might do. Put it on the list of <laughs> yeah, ideas. Yeah. yeah. You know, someone actually said to me. Uh, it was on Discord. I need to it has got me thinking and please write in again if you think there's any use to this um making a book do you reckon people still read books mm. <laughs> i don't know um but it allows us to really like deep dive into some ideas imagine making the new jiu-jitsu university with this ideas <laughs> no i'm i'm legit serious I think I'm I think actually should, like I think we should start with the documentary see how much of a success that is and then we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can write a book I'm actually like I'm really putting thought into it like it's, it's it kind of came through and I was like a book who reads and I thought motherfucker because I saw some people have been you know I, I have started noticing where people are like 
are putting up on like BJJ Fanatics uh, group on on Facebook or on the Underground or on Reddit. <laughs> um, like, oh, you know, is it worth getting Jiu-Jitsu University? Or like, I still read that book, and I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah, because not mm. everyone can afford like a seventy, eighty dollar Fanatics. That's true. Also, or has the time just to swim through the cesspit of YouTube? You know me, I'm game. We'll do it. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm, I'm really like. It's another thing. You know, I might put on the CV. You know, I'm interested in making the manuscript and shopping it out. See if there's a publisher who'd actually be willing to entertain it. You never know. Dude, I, I'm I'm game. If there's if 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 I suddenly get a, a shit ton of posters saying don't do that, like, <laughs> maybe maybe I won't. <laughs> but if people are looking at that thinking, holy shit, like yeah, like a little uh, you know new jujitsu university, not just like you know uh, you know had the twister by Eddie Bravo and these random books that curtains covering certain things. Like actually no, like because that jujitsu university was how do you go from nothing to black belt yeah. essentially i'd be interested essentially what we did with our, our how to learn jiu-jitsu fanatics. fanatics yeah i'd be i'm game hmm. good idea let's do it okay i i'm on it i'm on it already um next question oh right see this we're, we're cracking through it now running on we're 41 minutes through. We're not running a speed at all. <laughs> it's taken forever. How many questions um, have we got left? Probably about four or five. Uh, I've managed to stick them together, move stuff around. It looks good. I like it. Um, so, with the constraint-led ecological approach that we are appro- we're, we're playing with, and it's a lot of games, uh, does there need to be a new vocabulary, new nomenclature for jiu-jitsu? When you're explaining control to people, and you're not really talking about side control. Does there need to be a new way of explaining jiu-jitsu? And that's what I find interesting is that we just don't name things in no. the gym. No, I, literally on the weekend I was teaching something and I taught it. I think it was a sweep from butterfly or something. And somebody asked me what's this called. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just do it and I'm good at it. And I know what I need to get. I don't know what it's called and it falls into what I've shown you. It's a counter. So <laughs> you're right. Yeah. I mean, I get there has to be like broad terms. Like you have yeah. to explain a takedown or what control is. Yeah. Um, like, you know, inhabiting the armpit, but mount, back control, side control. Like if I, if I had a room for the beginners, I don't think that I'd even really spend the time explaining those things. I explained the, the general gist of what guard meant, as in being on your back and keeping someone south of your toes, um, or controlling someone with your feet. Uh, I'd explain maybe turtle, as in, because you look like a turtle. Um, yeah. And I explain controllers in someone's in your torso. Yeah, in your armpits, above your hips. Yeah, controlling your torso, your spinal area. That's it. Um, yeah. After that, like, I wouldn't have to name a bunch of sweeps and stuff. I wouldn't have to name a bunch no. of takedowns or like doubles or and singles, like maybe. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, just double grab the one leg or grab one leg, grab two legs. Um, yeah. Like, double their legs or single of their legs. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. Overhook throw, underhook throw, blah, blah, blah. This is yeah, where you I need to get your hips. A lot of the games that we've been playing for the last few months. I don't really think I've actually had to explain anything. 
like no. in, in, a, in a named way. I actually think it actually hindered for a little bit because when I started to call it Kindle Guard, the, the elbow frame guard, is that people want to then play it as a guard and so they'd spend longer on the floor. I'm like, no, no, it's just a block to get the fuck up. Um, yeah. And it kind of fixed it. Like using some terms actually then held it back because then they'd see it and then maybe try and emulate the idea instead of they'd miss the wood for the trees as in you say i want to control them okay i'll control them and they do it perfect like inhabiting the armpits like you say and then they go oh what's this side control thing and then they start losing the whole like oh i need to be in the armpits to try and emulate what side control is so it almost kind of ruins i'm not saying that's happened but i'm saying it would kind of ruin what we wanted Mm. it's almost better to keep it more broad instead of doing uh, specifics yeah, I mean, even guards are just the three major guards: close guard, half guard, butterfly. You know what I mean? And yeah. then all, all the in betweens is like it's a guard. It's either inside or outside guard. Deal with it. Yeah. Are you on are your legs on the inside, legs on the outside? Um, I wouldn't even yeah, close guard. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't even say about that. I'd say right, are the legs on the inside, or the outside. Yeah. That's how you're going to deal with it. Whether you're vulnerable to submission, what submissions you're vulnerable to, etc. Um. Yeah, I I think it has really negated the need for a lot of specific terms because then because mm. it's always random what people are doing. They'll find new ways of sending people over, like that game with you know send people over the the flat edge between their heels. Um, people just find a bunch of like legit throws, throw and and foot sweeps that I've never shown them. Yeah. That that surprised me as well because I was like, I'm yeah. sure we haven't taught some of this shit. When they're trying to go for them on me, I was like, I don't, we haven't shown you this, and you won't get this good no. on watching YouTube and Instagram. So surely you've no. imagined this, and you're using the theory that we've explained. Yeah, good. good. Like, it's not not like they've been doing that specific throw that they've may have learned off YouTube previously. They've never done these things, and yeah. all of a sudden, like they've been thrown into the fire of right. I want you to do this, and they invent it. And I'm like, holy shit. Do we have to then name what they've been doing? No, because then you you kind of slow them down. Because they go, oh right, I need to. I now know a sort of Gary, and I, need, I know uh, valley drops. Like, no, fuck it. Like, roll them over the fucking uh, flat edge. That's all I give a shit about. I don't give a have. I don't give a fuck how you do it. Um, I like it. Uh, next question. And this has been a fun one recently for us. I liked it. I, uh, thank you for sending this question in. Uh, Grip fighting strategies when it's slippy as fuck. <laughs> oh, mate. It gets bad in there, doesn't it? Especially Stafford. Damn. There's no grip fighting left. You just might just start swimming with each other. Um, <laughs> the only grips, I, the only grips I find were... So Headlocks. Head and arms. Shout, them kind shout of grips. out to uh, Darius. He uh, used to come to our gym. He uh, a German wrestler. Uh, he did uh, some Turkish oil wrestling many years ago. Ah, And yes. he used to talk about bone grips. Because obviously when you're in Turkish oil wrestling, you get covered in oil, like olive oil or whatever it is, I don't know. Um, and then you've got to try and grapple people while oiled up. And so they, they grab bone. Uh, they grab like the end of the oil in the radial, in the elbow, um, back of the knee, armpit, whatever. Um, like, even with you, like when you get nice and sweaty, I grab your jaw. Like yeah. by your ear, so you don't you can't slip off. Um, yeah, I find that for when it when it comes to effective, like if I want, I can arm drag someone if they're sweaty, because I'm not arm dragging the tricep. I'm arm dragging your ulnar radio. I pinch your bones. Um, 
Yeah, I think that like understanding that system, understand that there's bone grips and pockets you can kind of grab into that completely negate the need for um, friction. Mm. So yeah, I, I agree like what you said about head and arms and stuff like that, like pinch a couple of things together, like yeah. inhabit, take a lot of space. Um, but yeah, I find that bone grips, they still worked. Definitely. Agree? No, no, I agree yeah. with you. I agree with you. Because there's nothing else to grip, is there, really? No. So, yeah, <laughs> fi- like, play around. Like, I obviously have a, a willing partner that doesn't mind getting poked and prodded. Um, <laughs> maybe that's where the oil check came from, the forbidden grip. <laughs> you can't... <laughs> I mean, that was probably someone in Turtle and just stuck yeah. there. Somebody thought, how do I move in properly? Noing! <laughs> yeah, it was a hot day. You're slipping off them, and you thought, right, that crack there, <laughs> initially, like, yeah, exactly. Like, I've grabbed guys by the ass to, like, hold them. Not, like, in the asshole, but, like, you know, there's some meat there. The beauty um, is Maximus. It's a muscle. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, say it got even sweatier, and you thought, well, <laughs> there's there's a, uh, that, that'll control them. <laughs> I only say it because I was on the receiving end of one once upon a time. Oh, yes, yes. At a gym in the <laughs> north of the UK. Um, old school gym. I got uh, controlled in ways I had never even thought of. Violated uh, in the wrong ways. I'm not going to say the gym. I'm not going to say who it was. Um, it was... But, yeah, I could. I sent him Valentine's Day cards still. Like, <laughs> you were my first. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that man, must, like that must have traumatized you from grappling for a bit. That must have. <laughs> so, if anyone's curious about this story, I, I don't think I've actually said this story on air. No, it's not long. <laughs> so we were at this gym, and this this it was a wrestling style gym, like wrestling, yeah, northern submission grappling. And I got gripped in a certain way from side control. I was like, oh, may, maybe that was an accident that his his hand is gripping me there he then re-established uh said grip um i was like oh well if i shrimp now i'm gonna bleed out so i'm I'm gonna stay really still and didn't move at all and the thing is it works so well but i thought i can't really bring it back to our gym as a new technique like like hey guys new skill unlocked like it's on the menu <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> they'd leave mate they don't leave <laughs> like, oh we could do that now fantastic imagine how terrifying it would be for someone else to come in the gym for the first time like not only like that's not what you put in a class of 10 beginners like, where can we go like, we're testing new controls <laughs> how terrifying how terrifying. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but yeah. I, how did, you, did you enjoy jiu-jitsu? Yeah, but I don't think I can shit right ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got on a big tangent there. <laughs> oh, God. That was a fun story. Uh, fun day. Yeah, fun day. Lo- fun day, yeah. yeah. For some. Didn't happen to you. Like... <laughs> <laughs> You could have poured wax up my ass. I could then get a, like a copy of his fingerprint from up there. 
Oh, Chris. Oh. I feel sorry for you for that day. Thanks. Yeah, the uh Yeah, guy guy had fingers like a fucking sausage. Like one of his parents one of his parents was a fucking Richmond sausage, I can promise you that. Um <laughs> Fantastic. Anyway. Um, anyway. Next question. Uh how to get people belly down from turtle? Bellying them out. Oh, I think a lot, a lot, a lot has to have gone wrong. I've got a specific method, um, and that is, if I can get hooks in, which I, I was going to say, big fucking if on that one. Yeah, uh, I then don't go for a seatbelt. I go for double unders under the armpits, um, yeah. and then because I'm I'm compressed into a tiny space of they're just their torso, I can then reach out, explode out, swear my legs down, swear my arms up, and that will be bellies people out. Yeah. Uh, and then as soon as they hit the floor, I cross my ankles because they can't ankle lock me from that position and then raise their feet into the, uh, raise their, their legs into the air so they can't get their legs back to the ground again. Yeah, but like you say, our place, it's such a rarity now because getting two hooks in, like one hook maybe here and there, but that second hook ain't coming in without a fight and sometimes no. it's not worth it because if you cock it up even a little bit they're on top you're on the bottom <laughs> i think that's the only thing like i wouldn't if i take someone's back i'd only do it from the top mounted position if they're bellied out i wouldn't if they start to roll i wouldn't keep the back i wouldn't let my back hit the floor mm. because it's not worth the risk of me fucking up and them getting on top i'd rather just surf them and float them um but if i am on the if i somehow have slipped my hooks in to a turtled person and I will then abandon a seatbelt and go for double unders and flatten them out at that point and hold them down that way and mm. then uh, attack for whatever, keep them pinned, try to start hunting. But if they start to roll or anything like that, which is normally pretty difficult from that angle, I abandon. Screw it. Rear mount, great. Back control, not good. It's just back guard. And if it goes wrong, you're in normal guard, which is terrible. Yeah. Um, Going on to the next question then. How do you prevent a regard? As a top person, you're preventing them to get the guard back. Yeah, I've kind of already kind of talked about this a little bit in a way when it came to side control. Um, it's actually really simple. It's one of the first things I ever learned. Keeping their legs away, pushing and controlling the head. Um, blocking the hip. Yeah, but that's uh, yeah, that should be the first thing when you pass guard. You should be thinking about anyway. <laughs> But that's the interesting thing. Like if you're taught to go from guard straight to side control, you kind of forget that the first thing you need to do once you pass the knees is pass is control the hip. Yeah, yeah. And never, never let go of the hip. Yeah. I, I've, I've learned that a lot, especially with people standing up. Is oh yes. Your your hips are your engine. Yeah. Uh, your legs are your engine. If I give you freedom of your hips, you can do what the fuck you want. Be it regard, stand up, turn, whatever turtle, the hell it yeah, is. Yeah, that's how I prevent turtle. It's all the same thing. You just put weight yeah. on the hips. Yeah, I have to pinch your hips. Like, yeah. So that I've always got a pinch between my hand and my, my knee or my elbow and my head or something to stop the hips from moving. I never, ever let you have your hips back. Because um, even if you can move them, it's sugar in the gas tank. You just, you're just moving through shit. It's treacle. Um, so, yeah, as soon as I uh, get past someone's knees... I want to control them. I control the hips. I never let go of the hips. If I 
can move into the armpits, fantastic. I'll open them up and start controlling the neck as well. But even just controlling the neck, sometimes when they've got the legs back, then things yeah. start to go wrong again. I can't let someone have their hips back. I always right have now, to control no. the hips. And that can that is the, the point of regarding, is if you have autonomy over your hips, then you can create space and shrimp. Regard. Yeah. Control the hips. Pinch the hips between whatever you need and don't let them have their hips back. As soon as you get past the, the knees for a guard pass, put something next to their hip bone and that's it. It's something stays there. Never gets never gets removed. Agreed. Um Final question. And this is uh I think it came through on Instagram. Say you are a, a relatively new white belt and you're doing four classes a week. Is it worth dropping one of the traditional classes for an extra open mat and doing three classes and an open mat or four classes? Change him. Um, <laughs> I say drop all your classes and just open yeah, mat. <laughs> like, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Use these ideas yeah. and just open mat. Like, yeah. We, we most of our training is open mats and sparring. Like, if you looked at our teaching, we don't really teach that much. <laughs> well, no, even the even the drilling. Like I've explained to people recently, like, you know, how much do you actually show in class? And I, like, I show an idea at the beginning. Maybe change your pathway through. But that's it. Like you guys, you you know what the fuck you want. I'm off, and you don't need me. After that's happened, like if, as soon as I've said the strategy and like what we're going to do that night, that's it. I'm gone. And I think it's it's one thing about coaching is it feels like you have to always add value and worth and be there and change up the drill every five minutes to prove that you're worth it. When people are, are more happy now that I'm gone. <laughs> I, like Chris isn't saying so much. Yay! <laughs> and that's essentially it. And I wouldn't say what we do in class is sparring. No. I think that's been the biggest hurdle with this whole ecological approach. I, I hate the word of using game because game implies competition and people then just reduce it to sparring again. Game yeah. as in puzzle and puzzle, puzzle creator and puzzle solver. Um, I think there has to be a, de- a big differentiation between there of one person setting puzzle, one person solving puzzle. Um, but by and large, uh, yeah, you don't need me. And if you can take that into open matting, you don't need new techniques. You need fundamental ideas. And if you just stuck to these ideas and we'll put them in and more, we've got so much video, I'm going to empty my memory card now, Naki, <laughs> and ch- put new batteries in my microphone because we're, we're working on Thursday. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't need any of this stuff. You're good. You don't need it. Uh, put the open mat in. Take out another yeah. class as well. Put another open mat instead of there. Yeah. Like, but depends do, how much rolling you get. Yeah, exactly. Like when people say traditional class, like, I've got no clue what... The only idea that I've got with traditional class is 20 minute warm up, 40 minutes of teaching techniques which probably have got nothing to do with each other maybe a sequence which worked once for someone and then 30 minutes of sparring for me that's what I, my idea of a traditional class which we haven't done or taken part in in years <laughs> i'm gonna put this up as a poll on my instagram uh literally yeah. first you start first soon start uh talking about this i'm gonna put it up as a story poll of how many people still do that kind of traditional style class of warm-up um it's gonna be huge class, spa majority we and that's the thing like some of the guys today were asking if they could go train elsewhere not in like i want to move chris you've hurt me yeah. more of a 
I want to go play with my these ideas somewhere else. Um, we then got into a bigger conversation about, you know, uh, protectionism when it comes to students. Like, no, you can't train elsewhere. I'm like, no, fuck off. Like, I want you to go train elsewhere. Here's a bunch of gyms. Go have fun. Um, and it was all it disappointed everyone because everyone was like, oh, well, there's not much rolling time anywhere else. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I, sorry. Like, I spoil you guys. Like, all we pretty much do is roll, yeah. and everyone loves it. I'm like, but where can we go that does rolling? Well, this job does 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah, sorry. Like, I know usually on a class you get two hours of sparring, but <sighs> it's, a, it's one of those things, guys. I think uh, one of the students, Ifan, actually returned back to our gym. From he actually moved back to the area just because the gym he ended up at was apparently not enough rolling. Yeah. He said, "Yeah, you can't beat the two hours that we do. <laughs> one hour class, two hours sparring, and even in the one hour class, it is yeah. games. There's no dry zombie um, bullshit. No, no warm up. Let's just play games, puzzles, and puzzle puzzle creation, puzzle solving, uh, and then sparring. And take and they, again, I think that's one of the big things that currently is continuity. If you're going to do something in the class." from the games you do it in sparring like if i've said to you find the line and push someone over it as a game i want to then do that in sparring if i've said to you get the fuck up don't be on the floor i then don't want to see you sitting on your ass i want to see you getting the fuck up as soon as you can if i said to you have good posture and keep balance as the game you better be fucking doing it in sparring because <laughs> then that continuity is then going to reach through to to competing. And I said that recently, like it was after the Josh McKinney podcast, and uh, one of our students, Lee, asked it Thursday, Friday. He said, "You know, what advice have I got because you for his next competition?" I said, "Nothing." Because uh, if you start thinking of doing other things, that this competition is going to be different to any other day, now you're panicking. You don't think that when you come to training. You don't think you do that inspiring, like you you. You live in the moment, and the moment what we're doing here is correct. Um, I want to be a case of there is complete continuity between the three. That what you do in training, you then do in sparring, you then just carry on a competition. It's not that you're going in there thinking, oh, well, what if this guy does this, or what if this person does that? Like, It's no different. You just inflict your game plan as the same as any other day, any other hour. Because otherwise, if your training doesn't match what you do in sparring and your sparring isn't what you're going to do in competition, you're doing three different martial arts hoping that they're somehow related. Yeah. And then you shit your pants. There's a lot of shit pants shitting today and assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to edit this and take it all out and reduce this down to 10 minutes. <laughs> um, Might get flagged up. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Demonetized. <laughs> oh, I want to monetize this channel. What am I doing? <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have to start. Oh. We'll be fine. I don't think they'll pick up with much of this. Yeah, they have algorithms and yeah. other things that will pick up on it. So oh, we're going to have to start like, being homely. <laughs> We've sworn before. Oh. Yeah, but we're not monetized either. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, well. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to dial it back. Hmm. For the future. We're not there yet. Maybe we'll do one day. Yeah. Um, 
Oh. Anyway, uh, yeah, and and so I think that if you're going to add more open mat in, just make sure that you you keep a continuity between whatever thing you want to do. Don't just do different things depending on where you are. There has to be that if you because again that changed what we look at as as us as black belts in the gym. We're not coaches. We're strategists. We develop the strategy and we allow the games to play out. Um, I know you can kind of think, oh, it's, you know, but this isn't about teaching just jujitsu. This is about developing the strategy as a team, making sure the team play the strategy and the strategy then can have continuation when we compete. Yeah. And that's it. We oh. did it. It took us an hour. Nice. I thought I, we, I, I honestly I, thought I oh, was going to be here about an hour and a half, two hours. I actually first time doing that opening it up not just the discord but again please people come for the discord because i love reading this stuff on there especially like because it's a nice little community growing and people start to know each other and visit each other like i love it please if you're if you're listening to this via spotify or apple or google or whatever your usual podcasting platform is go onto the youtube channel you can find the discord link in there or just send me uh, a message on instagram and i'll i'll send it to you uh, it's also on my link tree, which is on the Instagram bio. Uh, it has a link to the Discord. Please join the Discord channel. It's fantastic. There's a nice little community growing. Um, yeah. But if you don't, I've really appreciated people sending in these questions. And you know, we did it. In, this is a day's worth. And it's already, let's say, about 12 questions. And it's made this really fun. Yeah. I, oh my God, stuff that's. It's, I love as well seeing where people's brains are with what they're doing in their jiu-jitsu, like how it's going to evolve over time that we keep doing this. Um, so yeah, please, if you've enjoyed this episode and you think, wow, that's, that's great. I, keep, I didn't even think I was thinking about that when it comes to jiu-jitsu. Like, please send us your questions. Um, again, I'll keep putting up the poll of how, what do you do in class? What would you prefer to do in class? I think we'll make two polls. Yeah. Um, let us know if you would actually enjoy a book of oh yes the new university of jiu-jitsu and the documentary the documentary on beginners yeah let's get 10 beginners um, let's start a beginner course and let's make a documentary on it um especially because you've got all this cool equipment now <laughs> oh my god like that's one thing as well i know we're going it's, ta- it's tangent time um is so i've used a different camera now for shots in the gym oh my god how good is it sick that thing is amazing. I, like, I, I I don't know, man. Like, compared to... I thought you the pictures used to be very good and clear before, but now they're just exceptional. The the quality is just amazing. Dude. I think that's why people are still coming... Like, really coming to classes now, because they're yeah, just having a photo taken. Yeah, because, yeah, everyone's like, now. teaching. We've been doing this entire podcast, like, saying, yeah, the coaching's really good. People are just really into it. Like, no, I just take good photos, and yeah. people are, like, having photos of themselves. <laughs> they pay six pounds for a portrait photo of them doing a sport once a week um so i'll put this as an extra thing then because uh, we're going to be here for hours because i love doing this is when it came to um so my my knack uh, and i weren't always jujitsu coaches um oh i'm gonna put up the picture i took of you just to show where you've come from uh, you 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 are a lot you are very handsome these days you're grizzled compared to the young man that came to me in that photo six years ago um 
I forget you even look that way. I'm gonna put it up. Like, <laughs> I'll keep putting it up. Um. Anyway, so I yeah. You, what did you used to? You said you tr- didn't you go to university to be a lawyer or something? Yeah, I did law in uni and then I became a teacher afterwards. <laughs> exactly. I find that just so funny. I, I, and I now, so, in between, I was a security guard. Yeah, and now you're a jiu-jitsu coach and a PT. Yeah, mad. I know. I you talk about career trajectory. Like mine was search engine optimizer, firefighter, jujitsu coach. Like that's not that's just an explosion. Like there's no rhyme or reason to anything I did. Like, did your skills? Did your skills transfer? Nope. Like, to be fair, I took I did I took a lot of teaching skills into uh, jujitsu. None of mine have transferred anywhere. <laughs> That's what makes me kind of like, because I know jiu-jitsu is not forever. I'm not going to be able to be able to be a jiu-jitsu coach forever. Yeah. But it kind of gives me optimism that I can hopefully land on my feet. Some, I've yeah. got some Doing brains. something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know what the fuck it's going to be, but I'm apparently all right at, at figuring shit out when I need to. Um, but anyway, so I used to be an SEO. I used to, to optimize for pretty decent-sized companies. Um, and I used to go to uh, so uh, you know SEO has moved on a decent amount in the past well, how long has yeah. it been since I left like 14 years oh yeah I left as soon as I started this 13 years ago um, so in that time but so I used to do a lot of that the R&D and understanding how people use the internet and it hasn't changed people always can't be the same and one thing I kind of realized was that, especially when it came to social media and like being in front of people, is that you know normal companies don't have the luxury that we do. Like you can't be a roofing company or you know valeting company and like get people really hyped up for your stuff um, and just take photos all the time and make those social media. Like you know, if you're an accountancy firm, you ain't gonna have a lot of social media shit. Um, or not, he'd have some decent out of the box thinking. Uh, but with jiu-jitsu, it's really easy. And but you notice that most gyms just do the fucking group photo at the end. Okay, a bunch of people have come to your Facebook page to you know they've, they've so they they look they think oh yeah I'm gonna find some jiu-jitsu online or even if they don't like just say your friends uh, you know people who don't do jiu-jitsu like you know and you get tagged in a photo week in week out it's just you standing sweaty in a room like they have no fucking clue what you do <laughs> but if you can get a nice photo of what you do rolling that's interesting but taking a photo on a mobile phone not interesting too flat so that's when you know seven years six years ago i picked up a bit of portrait photography knowledge like how do you make a nice foreground background at speed in a room with shit lighting because i can't use flash and i haven't got lights up right let's figure it out and everyone fucking loves it because then everyone you know they love doing the photos up they, they get tagged in it it then appears on their profile or i'll take a bunch of pictures put them in a group and then people just disseminate them with you know what they do and <laughs> that gets interest as as cynical as it is yeah it's marketing like if i could okay yeah i've got to sit down for five minutes you know two uh one round or two round of the camera take a bunch of photos and quickly edit them when I get home. A uh, two-hour open mat, I don't think it really costs me. Um, but everyone loves it. You love it. 
I love I, it. You love you love the camera being on you. That's I, like you've, had, you've the, got. A, I'm made for the camera, mate. I'm telling you. <laughs> you've got the same smile. Like I say, I'll put that picture up on Thursday when this comes out of you smiling the exact same way <laughs> as you did six years ago. With the same head angle you mastered. It's like <laughs> you got like you're the fucking you're you're. <laughs> fucking teenager with a pout <laughs> you just got it <laughs> like, I'm, just gonna, I'm sure I'm you had a the... myspace <laughs> myspace no i had msn though could remember msn and bebo could remember bebo oh i think i was a different generation to you then i didn't yeah. have bebo but i had myspace myspace like, was before yeah 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 you had yeah that's what i was thinking like you had that social media profile with and the, then facebook the, the the dialed in look you did um <laughs> Maybe I was there for the birth of the internet. I'm older than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely. I was like, that's useless generation. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I love it. I, I love just getting Good. those shots out and everyone loves them. And yeah, like that that new bit of equipment. Like, fantastic idea. So if anyone's looking at just improving a bit of their, uh, maybe their, their social media game, uh, don't do it on the mobile phone. You won't get speed of people rolling the, the, around go for some um go for a decent dslr camera mirrorless or whatever with a decent uh you know 35 mil 50 mil lens fast lens you know maybe a 1.4 f range and you don't have to spend a lot of money on it just you'll get some good shots good shots of people rolling in the gym and they'll love it and it's good so and I think as well, I think what's really important is, so when I start to look into a lot of this stuff is I bought books of Instagram influencers. I know you've told me this before. <laughs> I, and it's like, you wouldn't think to look in that kind of avenue. But one thing that really stuck in my head was this idea that when you're a teenager growing up, your your wardrobe is eclectic. Like it's just, you know, you don't know who you are. You haven't found your style yet. And... But when you hit like your twenties or thirties, you have you've got your groove, like you know your style, like you have your clothes, yeah. you open up your wardrobe. Um, and it's the same with like your Instagram, like you can go like, oh, today I'm going to be moody. It's going to be black and white. And tomorrow it's like, whoa, this is sunny and it's it's colorful. <laughs> and it's like, oh, today's vibrant. Oh, today's got this filter. Like you just you look like you've lost your mind. Find a style. To, you know, if you have to, you know, try some out. Absolutely, find a style and stick to it. And I feel that the photos we currently have, it's that same style. And that's yeah. why. It wasn't... Also, it's, it's a single few edits. I can just, you know, robot my way through them. <laughs> no, it's good, man. It's good. Really good quality. Really good edition. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. And uh, let's see how long I'm on this manic episode until I, I swing the other way and don't post for a month. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, so we'll use that equipment on Thursday. We're going to be releasing some new videos. Um, I'm going to be also using it to make some new Patreon this week. Um, now I'm, I'm back and settled in. Um, this podcast is also coming out on Thursday. Uh, thank you for, for tuning in. Thank you for sending your questions. I'll do the exact same throughout the week of what do I want to talk about. There are other guests coming on. I'm so excited. We've got such a, a fantastic lineup coming up soon. Um, there is a interview with Charles Harriet already recorded um and i probably drop that either this week or next um mm. i'll find a good day but check out that when it lands it's a really f- a lot of fun um mm-hmm. holy hell uh 
yeah good episode charles and yeah thank you knack thank you for staying up thank you for still doing this um thank you for for your input on these questions uh it's a pleasure never a chore oh dude i love this uh (laughs) so yeah thank you this has been uh reap the week uh with uh, el jefe and the villain good night knack good night oh no what's happened oh nothing i'm here okay good night bye 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 (laughs) um